Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. This, this, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina f- wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Light him up, light him up, light him up. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority live today from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. If you want to come down and see this show, come on down. Take Route 95 to Exit 1. You come to the end of the exit. Take a right, and you first left onto, uh, what is this, Route uh, this is Lafayette, Lafayette Road. Road. And uh, right Route there. Route 1. Ish. Route 1. Route 1, and uh, we're right there on the left, and uh, this is a show you don't want to miss with us is Kurt Van Kempel. He is the president and founder of Zycar, and you know them. They're lighters and cutters and uh, humidifiers and accessories. I believe they are the number one supplier for cigar shops in the world. Do you mean to tell me that it is not pronounced X-Car? Yes, we can get into that. All the different weird names people call it, and X-I-K-A-R, Zycar. Zycar. But everybody says all kinds of weird stuff. And they do. Them. And everybody has one, right? Everybody has one of these teardrop cutters that is, uh, it's like a, uh, what's that knife? Switchblade. Switchblade, right? I remember when this came out almost 15 years ago, and it was the coolest thing, and here it is 15 years later. It's still the coolest cutter going, it right? It certainly is. And uh, often imitated. Never often duplicated. Imitated, never duplicated. We'll get into that, it's too. It's like a theme for the show. This week, it is uh, 4th of July weekend part one, where 4th of July is Thursday. We kind of got two 4th of Julys. So this one uh, in the New England area looks like it's going to be a rain out. Maybe next week we'll have the good one. But we get two choices this we week. we got two choices. This, this year. Uh, we have an explosive show. We'll celebrate our independence and declaration in our rights and freedoms. With us, uh, as I say, uh, is Kurt Van Kempel, uh, the owner of Zycar. He'll join us in the next segment, and we'll light up uh, some perfect cigars for the 4th of July weekend. Old Far Freddy joins us, and we get some weird news from the asylum and celebrate this day in American classic history. Welcome, everybody. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week in Seabrook, New Hampshire at Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand, you light up along with us. 
And you can catch our show on any one of the seven radio stations currently p- picking us up in syndication. Currently pick I, almost I a Freudian, it's, uh, Freudian, Freudian, uh, because uh, they are kind of getting uh, not happy with us, right? <laughs> Lots of technical difficulties happening. Lots of te- yeah, yeah. Why they be upset with us? Right. I don't understand. But, uh, because we're calling them out on it. Either way, okay. you're picking us up on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network, where you can tune in uh, on the radio, or you can check us out right on thecigarauthority.com. Push the button, watch us live, and you can also catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it. And, of course, let's not forget about our good friends over at The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com, replaying our show from last week twice on Sundays, 11 to 1 and 11 to 1, which the overlap will mean... You could have part one and two of Fourth of July in the same weekend. There we go. Yeah. So next week you'll be listening to them in reverse order, but you could catch it. Boom, boom. There we go. So uh, here's the first cigar of the day, and this is a cigar that came out in. It was thought about in 2006. Finally came out in 2007, and it was an idea I had, and everybody said it was crazy. This is a ridiculous idea. Uh, turned down by the first manufacturer, um, which was uh, Pete Johnson. Uh, turned it down. Uh, then we went over to uh, Pepin Garcia second, <clears throat> and uh, he agreed to do it, and it's called the Firecracker. And what it is is a little short, fat cigar, and on the little uh, top this, of it... This was, predates Nub. It does predate Nub. This is when Nub came from also, um, and uh, they'll be the first to tell you. This is, uh, they came to me after we came out with the firecracker at um, actually the test versions that Jose uh, Olivo was there the day I received it, and he said, uh, I have an idea with this, and uh, we met uh, months later, and he showed me uh, the prototype of Nub and asked me if I was okay with it uh, because it was a uh, somewhat ripoff of the firecracker which I was okay with, and I was uh, very happy that he even uh, asked that. But he made a, um, a little short cigar without the fuse, which I call the fuse on this. So as you see a little cigar, like a, a curly head top cigar that has a little twist on the end, we continued that twist all the way down, actually the whole length of the cigar. Um, it, it really does. Sorry, I, I moved my microphone so I could uh, light my... Cigar. Right. You're going to have to because you're... It's learn. so short I was afraid that the flat flame was going to catch the microphone on fire. So it has, a, it has a big fuse on the end of it, which you're going to cut off anyway, but it's just a gimmicky little thing and it resembles a firecracker. And uh, we came out with it and brought it uh, to a manufacturer in 2007 where we continue to come out with it every year after that um, uh, with different manufacturers, but it is a uh, unique, at, at the time, a unique uh, shape of a cigar. Um, I talk about uh, often imitated uh, and duplicated. Uh, it has been done many times by many people uh, since then, uh, which, uh, frankly, is, uh, they tell me, the highest form of flattery, most sincere. It pisses me off. And it, it pisses should. me off. It does. And it should. So uh, what we do here, and I'm going to use the Zycar cutter, and this is the, uh, I call it like a teardrop shape, right? right? That's what I would go with. And, uh, it's you, the XI2, I believe. And when you pull down on the, uh, the little handle release. that's on front, it opens up, uh, and it was the first cutter to do that. My favorite. Now there's a lot of ripoffs of this. My favorite is when a customer comes in and they go, there's something wrong with my cutter. They can't open it. Yeah, the hand's crunched over the whole thing, and they're yeah. pulling the thing down. They're holding the, the blades in. Yes. And I take it, I go, Yeah. <laughs> nope, there's nothing wrong with your cutter. How did you do that? Yeah. 
That's takes the practice. whole. That's the whole selling point. When I show the cutter to somebody, I say, "And this is the, the, the Zycar cutter," and you, you pull it down, and it snaps open, and they usually their eyes light up, and they say, "I'll have that." You know, it's it's that cool. Fifteen years later, it's still cool. That it is. So anyway, uh, yeah, nice cutter, uh, cool shape, and I'm going to cut uh, above the cap, but uh, in between the the bottom of the cap and the fuse. So just a little bit. There's not much of a cigar. This is a three-inch cigar with an unfinished foot. And uh, it resembles a firecracker. That was the whole idea of it. And uh, we're going to use uh, for our lighter the uh, black label. Flat flame. Flat flame. This is the one you little pa- you paint the flame onto it. Uh, a unique lighter uh, it- itself. That it has this, um, instead of a flame just uh, pinpointing, it almost like uh, brushes onto it. So I'm going to use that. Now what happens is the first puff I take of the cigar, I'm going to taste um, wrapper because it's the unfinished foot. So that's what I'll get out of it. And not Biggie Smalls or Tupac. You're talking about the wrapper of the cigar. Right. Not, okay. not a um, That was not a double wrap. entendre. Not at all. Okay. Uh, short smoke, but all at once, uh, boom. That's the whole idea of a boom-in-your-face type I'm, of flavor. I'm a little bit surprised that this is what you're smoking, given that you are kind of a wimp. Yeah, but it's 4th of July, part one. It's a so. little, it's a little <laughs> more... It's a little full-bodied. Full-bodied than what you typically would smoke. Yeah. Now, do you feel that, given the size of the cigar, that it's not going to be as bad and you'll be able to get through it? No, it's, it's bad. It's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. it's strong. And it's strong all at once. Boom, there it is. Uh, but you know what? It's only three inches, so I can probably get done with this in um, the first segment. But we have a second cigar to go into in the next segment. So it's almost part two of the firecracker. And yeah. I'll, I'll tell the story of what happened and why we ended up with this. And uh, we had to come up with some sort of reason of it. But um, this cigar, uh, uh, the original firecracker, um, has been duplicated by a lot of different people in different sizes. We actually ripped ourselves off also uh, two or three years ago. Um, with um, It was two years ago because this is the second year anniversary, and my brother and I smoked them every year together. Really? So uh, where Pete um, thought it was kind of gimmicky with uh, Pete Johnson from Tatuaje, thought it was a little gimmicky with the firecracker and actually passed on it originally, uh, came back to us after it got ripped off and was uh, uh, nice enough to say, you know what, I kind of blew it on the uh, uh, the first round and uh, you, you're getting ripped off. Um, so what do you say uh, we get together and make one a little bigger and come up with something there? And that something was the M80. So it was a larger size firecracker called the M80, and it was only a one-time release, 333 boxes, and uh, it was remarkable. Um, he kind of got the word out on this thing. Yeah. Uh, I did very little besides uh, pay for them and sell them all, but um, the word got out and the phone was ringing and people were coming to the store the day we got them. And we sold 300 boxes of the M80 in one day. The other 33 boxes I put aside for later and uh, given out to some friends and presents and things like that, run a little contest with them and stuff. But I hung on to them. Uh, pretty cool packaging. It was a red box. Yeah, very cool. <clears throat> and um, a very, very powerful cigar. Actually, my belief is that that M80 was the fullest-bodied Tatuaje ever made. I mean, that thing was full, full-bodied. Certainly body. was. Um, and is still. I haven't had it... Uh, Probably since then. Um, you have it every year? My brother and I started last year. I didn't know what to do with it 
because I'm really not a full-bodied smoker. Mm. And cigars, as we say on the show, cigars are all about the sharing. And I didn't have anyone really that is into cigars enough to appreciate it. And so I said, you know what? I asked my brother if he would smoke one with me. I warned him. This is full-bodied. He likes a little bit milder stuff himself. And I said, how about if every year until we run out, we each have one. That'll leave us one at the end. We'll flip for it. He wanted to do backflips, but I'm retired yeah. from that. Or do some sort of contest <clears throat> like we'll be doing later on. All right. But uh, this is Independence Day this weekend. Uh, we call it Fourth of July because it falls on the Fourth of July. But it is Independent Independence Day, a federal holiday in the United States, commemorating the, the adoption of the Declaration of Independence, July Fourth, uh, eighteen seventy. Uh, no, seventeen seventy seven. Seventeen seventy six. All oh, right, because the first one was the seventy seven. I get them confused. The first what? The first celebration was seventy seven. Yeah. The actual day was 76. Okay. Declaration of Independence independence from uh, Great Britain. Uh, and associated with fireworks, parades, barbecues, carnivals, picnics, concerts, baseball games, family reunions. Carjackings, knifings, uh, shootings. Cigar smoking, political speeches and ceremonies, which I'm not looking forward to. Ugh. But uh, cigar smoking. So uh, that was the idea of uh, coming up with something like this. Um, it's a national uh, holiday for the United States. How about Canada? I, Rudy, they got Fourth of July in Canada. The answer is yes. Court, there's a Fourth of July everywhere, right? There you go. That's I don't, the, that's I, the, I don't you know, know about that. Is there that. a Fourth? I don't yeah. know about that. Why they they skip from July third to July fifth? I believe. I believe. I believe out of respect for the United States, they do skip over the Fourth of July. It's July third, and then July. And it goes 5th. right to the fifth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they like make it up on. Hours. They make it up. They have an extra leap year. Yeah. So, uh, what is Fourth uh, of July? Uh, you, when you think of Fourth of July, what do you think of? What's Fourth of July say to you? Stay hot, home. Hot dogs, apple pie is an American thing. Corn on the cob. Cookout. It's all food to me, right? Yeah, it's food. Food. food stuff. Barbecue food. I hate fireworks so much. <clears throat> I don't like the boom. I don't like the flashing, any of it. And we're in New Hampshire where it is actually legal. Yeah, I hate it. I stay inside. Hate it. It's legal for people out of the state to come in here and buy fireworks. Right. But it's not legal for them to take them back with them. Correct. And just so you know, if you ever come to New Hampshire, the <laughs> borders of New Hampshire <laughs> is loaded <laughs> Loaded with firework places. Dave, Everybody, it's a coincidence, yeah, right? It's just a coincidence. And they want the people from the rest of the state to come all the way down to yeah. the border yeah. so that they can get fireworks. They just don't want Canada to get them. Is really as long as Canada trying to keep get them it. away from Rudy. Right. That's all it comes down Poor to. Poor Rudy. Uh, no fireworks. No Fourth of July. Should we mention about our liquor stores? Yes, <laughs> which are also on the southbound side. You actually can't. Buy liquor and not go into Massachusetts, even if you lived in New Hampshire. Yeah, that's right. Because that's the right. next exit is into the state. <laughs> this state is awesome. It's awesome. It's an awesome state. And they know the way, what it's all about and everything. Uh, I went to my first yeah. shed night last night, oh, God. which my buddy John. What's that? He Everybody bought, going to a shed? Well, he bought a shed. It's really not a shed. It's a one-car garage Okay. that doesn't hold cars. It holds dirt bikes and motorcycles. Did Old Fart Freddy turn you on to these things? No, he didn't. Okay. He didn't. And uh, so... I lost my train of thought. Chuck. You're at a shed. You went to a shed night. I, I never did. heard of a shed night. 
and a, but a shed is really a one car garage, but they call it a shed. Yeah, but I don't so remember why. Little... I was telling the story for a reason. All but anyway, right. so I ended up going, and it really it was awesome. Bunch of guys. Getting is this together. a regular thing that people have shed nights? It's once. It's the the last Friday of the month of this guy or everybody. Well, it should be. This should become a national thing for cigar smokers. Okay. So it's there were six guys there. Some of us knew each other. Some of us had just met for the first time, but we all enjoy smoking cigars. They all also enjoy building choppers and doing things that are manly like machining and welding. Unlike, Unlike how me. You, I, was, yeah. <laughs> I was the female of the group. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all excited to go. I bring tuna steaks and I bring wine tuna. for everybody. See, you get guys, you eat meat. You, get, you bring tuna. Oh, it was awesome. Tuna and some vegetable tartare or whatever you brought with you. Some sort of vegetarian that's thing. That's exactly what I brought. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah. Chips and salsa. I had it all laid out for them. You know, I brought my apron. It was they, great. And they were doing ribs and beef, right? No, they ate the tuna. They ate it anyway. They, they tried it. Yeah. But uh, it was like being back in high school because one guy decides he's going to do a burnout with his motorcycle, gets the tire roasted up, then the next guy's got to do it, then someone's got to top it, this dude with an S10, Chevy S10, little four-cylinder truck with a Corvette engine in it, decides he's going to light his tires up. He covered an entire house with smoke. So what did you do with that little orange thing you have out there? They let me take one Element. of the choppers around the yeah. thing, and I almost dumped it. But it was a good time. It All was right. a good time. I recommend people have shed nights. It's good. I've never heard of a shed night. Nope. No? We, we just get together inside the shed, and we do our thing. Okay. All right. It is uh, It is. Uh, Time for This Day in American Classic History. American Classic Cigars brought to you by Alec Bradley. American Classic Cigars. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! You've heard of Epic Rap Battle. And now it's time for the Epic Battle for This Day in American Classic History. He's looking at you, kid. Featuring Mr. Jonathan. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Versus Chuck. Game over, man. Game over. Making mountains move. Morrison. Go ahead. Make my day. Brought to you by Alec Bradley. American Classic Cigars. Alec Bradley, American Classic Cigars are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in America in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium-bodied blends of specially-aged Nicaraguan long-filler tobaccos. Celebrate today with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. Okay, today is June 29th. June 29th, it's Mr. Jonathan versus Chuck Morrison. I have a new strategy. The reigning strategy. champion. You have a new strategy? I'm Try to say the same date every time. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so it's, uh, it happened this year without going over. What year did it end up happening? So we'll start with Mr. Chuck Morrison. Gary Busey. William yes, Gary yes. Busey, One American of the film actors ever. Uh, he appeared in various films, including Lethal Weapon, Point Break, Under Siege. I liked him in Under Siege, dressed like a woman. Guest appearance in Gunsmoke, Walker, Texas Ranger, Law and Order, Entourage. Nominated for Academy Award for Best Actor in 1978 in his role in the Buddy Holly story. You know him, you love him, you can't live without him. Gary Busey. What year was he born? 48. 1948, he says. Right? 1950. 1950. That'll be both- my answer every time. And uh, you're both wrong because you went over. He was born in 1944. Remember, we can't go over. Happy birthday, Gary Busey. 1944. So what is he today? 60. Yep. 
Uh, okay, Mr. Jonathan, Little Eva, American singer. Oh. Eva Narcissus Boyd was an American pop singer with David Locomotion. Boyd's Locomotion. Cousin, I think. Nope. Locomotion. She was born Little in Eva. 1937. 1937. I know it's way above this, I think. I'm going to go 1950. 1950, it would be 1943. Ooh. Mr. Jonathan gets it. Takes the lead. Mr. Jonathan. This might be the first time you've ever taken a lead before. That's uh, not true. Okay, Chuck Morrison uh, died this day. Okay. You got it? Yep. Died not this born. Th- not born. Stop helping him. Okay. That's called cheating. Died this day, American actor from Hogan's Heroes, Colonel Robert E. Hogan. Bob Crane. Died this day. Sitcom, Hogan's Heroes. Crane was found bludgeoned to death in his Scottsdale, Arizona apartment. Murdered uh, an officially unsolved murder. Was it a football this player? This day. Did? Was it 96? 1996, he I says. I was going to guess 96. So that means I'm going to have to say 97, and I'll be dead on. It would be uh, you're both way over. It's 1978. Wow. 1978. Wow. God, I graduated high school. Um, You're old. Okay, so this goes back to uh, Mr. Jonathan, who has the lead. This day in American history, it happened this day. Apple Inc. released the first mobile phone, the iPhone. That happened in 2001. 2001. 03 for two. 03 for two, he says. Because if, if he got it, the, the exact thing, he gets two points. It's 07, oh, but you actually got the a- point. So you got Chuck for oh, one. seven. The iPhone's only been out for five I know, years. really. It's unbelievable. You're the oh. loser. So this goes to Chuck. We have a tie game right now. Uh, this day, uh, June 29th, Boeing aircraft flies for the first time. Ooh. Boeing, huh? Boeing aircraft flies for its first time this day. It's June great. 29th, what year? Uh, 1951. 1951, he says. I'm going 52. 52, and you'd both be wrong again. 1916. You guys are way off. 1916. What? Oh, Boeing. Boeing. Who would know that? (laughs) Neither are you, apparently. Obviously. No one else knew it either. We have a tie game. This is for the championship. The last question. question. This is the last one. Pay attention. Uh, This day in American history, actress Kathy Holmes. Divorces American film actor and producer Tom Cruise due to disagreement about their religious beliefs and the raising of their daughter. In 1997, the year I graduated from high school. 2010 for the win. 2010 for the win. It is the win, but it's 2012. But Jack Morrison continues his reign of terror. He said was last year. Oh, I thought Katie it was. Holmes. I thought it was Brad Pitt. You know what? What name did you read? He said Tom Cruise. I had Brad Actress Pitt's picture. Actress Katie Holmes divorces American film actor Tom Cruise. Oh, Tom I think he said, said Catherine Holmes, and I'm like Catherine Holmes. Who is that? He he did say Catherine Holmes. That is her name. Yeah, but it's Katie but I know Holmes. It's Katie, right? Exactly. You, you know her better as Katie because you guys are so close. Right. That's what it is. So this classic American day, June 19th, in classic American history, brought to you by Alec Bradley American Classic Cigars. Alec Pratt. Bradley American Classic Cigars are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium-bodied blends of Nicaraguan long filler. Celebrate today, June 29th, with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. That's all I have with that. 
In the meantime, I think we go to break. Okay. Because when we come back, we'll have some time to spend with Kurt Van Kempel, the owner, creator, designer, all kinds of stuff with Zykar, X-I-K-A-R. I have a serious bone to pick with him. You do? I think that it's complete nonsense that people have to bleed their lighters. I don't believe in it. I don't bleed my lighters. And I want to know what he has to say about it. Well, that. I say you're crazy, but everybody knows that anyway. So we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. Come on down. as a Zycar event, and we'll be back in just minutes. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or Visit DiamondCrown.com. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, 
and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. And we're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. I had to take my band off the cigar. I'm smoking a a three-inch little cigar called the Firecracker. No, we're not trying to sell the Firecrackers. They sold out in a week. Uh, 300 boxes, they're gone. That's what happens every single time uh, when we re-release the cigar. And we'll get to the next um, little thing, little add-on. We kind of ripped ourselves off with the Firecracker once again because everybody else is doing it. Why shouldn't we do it? Uh, but with us is Kurt Van Kempel. He joins us. Uh, Kurt is uh, the founder of Zykos Cigars. Welcome aboard. Thank you, David. Appreciate yeah. it. Glad to be here. want to say thank you to uh, Mr. Jonathan as well and Chuck and the whole Cigar Authority family out there. There we go. So uh, this is when it started. What did I hear? Almost 15 years ago? Yeah, and you know, uh, actually, we Scott, my partner, and I invented that cutter in 96. Wow. And so about 18 years ago, I think, and uh, started selling it two years after. In fact, it took us two years to get to market. And uh, and then I started paying myself two years after that. There we go. I understand completely. <laughs> That's what it takes. So what made you do it? I mean, you looked at every cutter was always the same. They all had the same football type of shape. That's right. Double guillotine yeah, that had yeah. this action. Right. And, in fact, I went to a cigar store in 94 to buy a cigar cutter for my father for Father's Day. Okay. And um, saw what they had to offer, which was um, really it was... Two pieces of metal, three pieces of plastic, and awkward for $55. Yeah. So I thought to myself, you know, I think there could be something better out there that functioned better, that felt better for the same price. So I set out to invent a cigar cutter, called my buddy Scott, who is an industrial designer, and said, hey, I got an idea for a cigar cutter that would work like scissors with the pivot point. And then um, since it had a pivot point without the handles, I knew it had to be spring-loaded. And locked closed, right? So, so as you get, you got the cutter, and you just say, "This is awkward," and you're not yeah. in this business at all. You're not in the cigar business. You have nothing to do with it. But you're buying a gift. You see that this is there could be there should be a better better mousetrap. Exactly know? right. That's exactly it. right. You know, this is to cut a cigar. It's a push cut. Well, it's difficult to push with the ends of your fingers. It's awkward as opposed direction. to pushing with the palm of your hand. So yeah. it's a palm grip squeeze closed. But what you just said about. Um, looking out there and discovering that there, or deciding that there could be a better mousetrap. Yeah. That is the source of every innovation. Innovation starts with the question, what's the problem? Yeah. And, and the better we define a problem at Zycard, the better our solutions are, truly. So today, you know, we're in the cutter, the lighter, humidification, and container categories of accessories. Yeah. And every innovation we have, we try to answer the question, what's the problem? And the problem has to be a consumer problem. It has to be. Yeah. And, and the solution. So you don't just make up problems. 
Yeah, well, the real problems that are out there. We're, we're, we're decent at that, too. <laughs> well, and that's exactly you know, what, what any retailer should be doing. Any service-orientated thing is, what's the problem and how can I fix it? A customer comes in and they say, oh, I need a, a gift for somebody. Okay, the problem is you need a gift for somebody, and now we have to figure it out. So you look at something and say, the, the, there exists a cutter, but it's awkward in our hand. Nobody has ever done anything other than the same exact thing. Uh, you got to run the risk of that it wasn't even um, somebody would get it and say, wow, that's odd, and we want nothing to do with that. That's not how cigar cutters are. I mean, I major gamble here. Yeah, it, it was. And as a matter of fact, the, the, the part of this cutter that overcame that is this cool, as you said, switchblade click. Yes. We did not intend or we did not know that it would have that cool click sound yeah, yeah, when yeah. we first came out with it. In fact, when we got the first prototypes in metal, we had a plastic prototype that cut a cigar. Yeah. And when we got the first metal one, I sat there and did this for oh, it's addicting. hours. It's yeah, addicting. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got the cutter in your hand and it's open, close, open, close. Right. And you and go through 10,000 cycles yeah. that don't cut cigars over the lifetime of the cutter. Just clicking it open and close. And, and by the way, that's how I got um, retailers' attention at the very first trade show in Nashville in '98. Okay. I know you were there. Yeah. I just stood there at my booth. I split a booth. I had I had, I had four feet. Oh I stood God. there and did this, and people would walk by. You know, they'd be walking by and they go, "What's that?" Well, yeah, it's like the yeah. the, the ping of a of a Dupont or whatever. That's a very unique sound that really is just for Zycar. Yeah. yeah, and in fact, that's a that's a great example that ping. But the problem that this cutter solves isn't just that this is awkward. So let me demonstrate. Yeah. When, when a cigar smoker smokes a cigar, the first thing he does is he picks up his cigar. He never first picks up his cutter because this is the object of, of obsession, right? Yeah. This is, we want to smell it, we want to look at it, we want to feel it, you know? Yeah. We want to get this smoking. So then the next thing he does is he picks up his cutter. But in the old cutters like this, it's a two-step process. He puts down his cigar... He picks up his cutter, he puts it on his fingers, he picks his cigar back up, and he clips it. He would have to do that like because he's got to get his fingers in it. He yeah, has right. to open it up. That's right. And then the next thing that happens is he clips it, and the clippings fall over all over his lap. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, nailed it. In this yeah. case, in this <laughs> that's case, how it works. Yeah. You pick up your cutter, you position it, as you said earlier, just above the cap. And I like to press down into the cigar, it ensures a clean cut. So I get positioned. Just above the shoulder. You're, lock, you're locking it on the cigar already? That's right. And I'm pushing in. And guess what? Those clippings stay right in the palm of my hand. Now, I'm still one-handed. And that little cavity that you, that you built yeah, in your hand. Yeah, right there. They're yeah. right in there. So I'm still in the palm of my hand. I put the cutter down. I drop my clippings into the ashtray. And I've never let go of that cigar. Yeah. Pick up my lighter. Ready to go. Here we go. Right? Mm, and by the way, by the way, since I'm doing it, I have a very... I'm very particular about how I light a cigar. The hottest part of a flame is just above the flame, about an inch. Right. And, so, it, and it's going to make it so it doesn't soot. That's right. And, and I never, I try not to touch the cigar itself with the flame because I don't want to burn around the sides of the wrapper. I want to keep that in, you know, in nice shape. Yep. Yep. So, so, so it's not only, uh, uh, it started off with a cutter and then you got into lots of uh, different lighters, which also... Uh, were unique right from the start. Yes, you know, we got into the lighters because our retailer said to us, look, if you guys introduce lighters with your lifetime guarantee that you have on your cutters, we'd love to buy those too. So we started, you know, we, the way we did everything in our business was one step at a time. We financed ourselves, 
and so we took on one lighter. Well, you skipped, you did skip a step because when you're talking about the cutters, what gave you the idea of coming out with a lifetime guarantee on any mechanical mm. anything? Well, you know, are, are you insane? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> But well, wait, have you spoken to my wife? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Maybe I should. You know, obviously there's a spring in it. We want to click it. Instead of, you know, I've, I've clicked this lighter, not every single cigar I've ever cut. Way more than yeah, that. thousands of times. Thousands of cuts. times more because I, I, I play with it. In the spring, this one is one you sent me many, many years ago that you sent me with my name on it. I, when you visited or something, you sent me a gift. I can't tell you how it's it's been clicked thousands and thousands of times. It's a lifetime guarantee, but I never sent it back to you because it's it's, it's good for fifty thousand clicks. Fifty thousand. Yeah, we've life cycle tested them, and today's springs, the original springs, were good for about thirty thousand clicks, and today's are good for about fifty. So you've actually improved your cutter. Oh yeah, you know that's part of the lifetime guarantee is that we get product back because we have a lifetime guarantee. Fortunately, a small percent. Yeah. But we identify immediately what is the problem with the product, and we fix that. So, you know, this notion that you may have heard of continuous improvement? Yeah. We don't do that because we, we think it's a nice phrase. We do it because returns cost us money. That's right. It's in your best and, interest to improve it. Yeah. And, and the answer, why do we do that? Uh, the, the answer is that from the very beginning, I wanted to treat customers i.e. retailers, yes. and consumers alike, exactly how I want to be treated. <laughs> Amen. And, and, and that is kind of the golden rule. Treat, treat others how you want to be treated, and you'll get that in return. So you may have got some back because the springs ended up going, and you saw this multiple times, and you said, okay, we have a spring issue. The spring is only doing it 30,000 times. What are our other options? Okay, we found a spring now that goes 50,000 clicks. Let's The new ones that come out. Now have fifty thousand. The, the cutter looks exactly the way it did. That's right. But now it's improved. That's right. And as a matter of fact, the the cutter that we sell today <laughs> is exactly the same by look and feel and function, but completely different in all other aspects. We've improved the aluminum. We've improved the aluminum finish. We improved. We changed from screws to rivets. You know, we we improved the uh, blade steel. We improved the spring, and on and on and on. So, can you look at, at, at somebody's cutter and say, "Oh, you know," because you know the the little subtleties that changed with it, and say, "Oh, this one came out in 2010." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can, yeah. I can. But uh, <laughs> to us, they all look yeah. exactly the like. Yeah, and and as long as they're functioning uh, properly, then you know, it so it doesn't you, matter which year it was. If you were a consumer that bought it way early on, and you say, "Yeah, I had one years ago," and uh, you know, I didn't like it because it something about it that. Yeah, that thing has been improved many, many years ago, and it's a different cut. Oh, yeah, and as a matter of fact, um, well, the, the blade steel we improved in order to get harder, harder steel, which retains its sharpness. So uh, we wanted to make sure, first and foremost, it functioned properly. But then we had an issue with this cutter. In fact, we found that the vibration of this, uh, people doing that constantly, was causing the screws to back out. And that's why we riveted the screws. Uh, we, we rivet them by punching the back of them so it fattens them out in the, in so, the hole. So it doesn't end up loosening. We're with yeah. Kurt Van Kempel. This is Zycar uh, 
accessory company that makes uh, all kinds of accessories. I believe the number one accessory company for cigar stores. Well, perhaps. We, we certainly see a lot of our product in all the stores. Right. And you have uh, lighters, cutters, uh, butane gas. You even have a cigar that you're smoking. Yeah, the HC Series, and this is our new Habano Squared. Uh, we've, got a, we've got four different lines. We've got the Habano Squared, the Connecticut Shade, Criollo, and Habano Colorado. And, and different sizes, four yeah. different sizes. Yeah, four sizes each. Yeah, so uh, you, you got it all. You got everything that there, yeah. there is, and there's new things coming out in the future. There are. We've got the trade show coming up, and we've got something new in each category. Do you want to kind of let the cat out of the bag? No, or is this absolutely not. But absolutely if, but not. If I, not but if, if, not if, the if, answer I was hoping for. Well, no, if I, if, if I whisper, will you keep it? Yeah, nobody, oh, yeah. There's nobody listening, and it's not a big scoop because it's, no, it's us. It's just yeah, us, it's just yeah. us yeah. sitting around. Yeah. Pay I, no attention to that camera right there. Right? Oh, there. I didn't know there was a camera yeah. attached to all yes, this. there is. There ah, is. good. You hey, should have been wearing clothes. Yeah, right. That's what we're getting at. Do you feel it's important to show up at the trade show and show something new, that something always new happening? It's, it's a great question uh, that's been batted around the office a lot lately because what used to happen is we would show up with too much new stuff. We, I mean, and, and Eddie, uh, who represents us in New England over there, absolutely remembers that, I mean, we'd come to the trade show with 12 new items. Yeah, yeah. You know, 14 new items. And... You know, then scratch our head that we didn't get them all distributed to all of our, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was just too much yeah. to, um, to, to sell, to, you know, and, to launch. And do you find that coming out with 12 new items a year for so many years that you had issues, not issues per se, but your quality control side had to have suffered a little bit if you have to track that many more SKUs over the course of the lifetime of those products. It's one a month, 12 new products. It's yeah. something yeah. new every month. Well, so and, it would and be, I would imagine it would be difficult to keep up on new innovations on so many different SKUs, whereas if you brought that down a little bit into a more manageable number, it would be easier. Well, it's, it's a really good point, and in that quality and innovation are associated with each other through quality engineering. And there's three, there's three parts to quality. There's quality engineering. How do you design the products inside and out? And, and, and traditionally, lighters are designed on the outside, and then the factory goes in and designs the inside to match the outside. That's yep. not how we do that today. Today, we, des- we engineer the in- interior, and then we build the exterior around that. And that's to make sure we, we buy our own components, we engineer how they fit together, and then we build the, the body around the outside of that. And in fact... At the show this year, we're coming out with three renovations in lighters. We've, really, we've rebuilt our top three models from the inside out to make sure that quality is, ah. is tops. And, and I think you'll, you'll notice right away. Now, you were saying uh, 15 years ago that you are setting up uh, half a booth space, which is normally eight feet across. Half a booth space is four feet across. And now you're up to 18 booths. We've got 20 Tw- this year. 20. Yeah, 20 booths. 20 booths. Wow. Yeah. This is yeah. Enormous, and remember, it you know that's 160 feet, right? If I'm know. not mistaken, I can't do the math. I'll trust you on that. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Uh, I was an English it's, it's, major. It's 20, by 20. <laughs> it's, it's 20 by 20. It's 20 by 20. 20 booths by 20 booths. It's huge. So. It's huge, and everything is out on display. And it's amazing how many different products you have between the colors and and every different lighter and every different color that you have. It's a it's like so you're showing city, everything. That's half a city block almost. It's yeah. ridiculous. Well, well it, the, you know the the you you guys. Yeah. Uh, you guys, two guys. You guys. You use guys. Yeah. And 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 your consumers have been very good to us. And and uh, I 
I have to believe you've been good to us because we've been good to you. Yeah, we, we, we produce an innovative product of great function and quality, and we guarantee it. And, and as I said, the golden rule is that we want to be treated as we want as we right. want to treat people as we want to be treated. And right. in return, we've gotten we've gotten great loyal loyal following. I think there. I, I so. I, thank I, you. Yeah, I don't know uh, any any decent brick and mortar retail store that, that don't carry it. I mean, this is you even from your displays that you have at the counter where the the bottles. I mean, it, it's we're not just going to give you a display, a little plastic thing to do it, but the bottles hang a certain way. Yeah, oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, where yeah. the stuff goes. It's yeah, so many different things. We, we that, try to think it through. Yeah, and and you've you've taken it by storm. Every you know, companies have gone out of business. The, the top top companies that had um, that were the leaders in the industry before you, you completely wiped them off. You know, when when. When I first started in the business, it was just me. Uh, Scott was still working and, and moonlighting, and I was working full-time. And I would travel. And in fact, I would travel with Eddie and, and, and my other sales He's been reps. there with you right from the go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah from the very beginning. Yeah. And, and we go into st- some stores, and occasionally, and, and we had this cutter in five colors. And we walk in and present our wares. It, it, the whole visit would take 20 minutes. Yeah. And, present, and sometimes the retailer would say, ah, no thanks. And so you know what I would always say? I'd say, no problem. We'll be here when you're ready for us. Right? We'll be here right. when you're ready for us. Wow, that's so. the opposite of David. Yeah, right. Now you can't have it ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. No, I, it's, and it's, then eventually it's, they came on board because how could you not? I mean, they, there isn't I, – I don't know of one. I mean, you know every cigar company isn't in every store, but I would say every cigar store is into Zyka. I think, I think we sell to 98 yeah. Plus percent of wow. the trade today. Yeah. So, and, and, we're, and we're very proud to be partners with, with the trade. All right. Let's address the elephant in the room now. Okay. Kurt. Okay. All right. Here you go. Bleeding lighters. Do you, do you have your body armor on? I've got mine on. Waste of time, in my opinion. Mm. I, I stopped bleeding my lighters. They, they fill up most of the way. I got plenty of gas in them. They last. It's good. And for those that don't know what, what you're talking about, bleeding a lighter is actually letting the air out of the lighter the gas and everything and say you should only fill an empty lighter type of thing. The, the bleeding of it is... It's empty. It runs out of gas. It's now empty. You flip it over. You fill it. And it's filled again. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm going to tell you you're wrong, Mr. Jonathan. All right. Wow. And that's how it goes around here. Yeah. Most of the time. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm going to back up what I'm saying. All right. Uh, first of all, when you empty your light, when, when, when you use your lighter and it's empty, it seems empty. It's not empty. Because in a can of butane, the, the um, contents that push the butane out of the can is called a propellant. It propels the gas out of the can. And as you fill a lighter, gas goes into the lighter tank, or propellant goes into the lighter tank with the gas. And then as you continue to fill and overfill and overfill and overfill, you get more and more propellant in there and less and less butane. Hmm. All right. And now, that propellant never comes out when you I click it. I assumed that it was air that was going in there because of the little tiny space in the in the nozzle i assume that whatever that was taken up was air which would just leave when you go to light the yeah well there's air in propellant so there's air inside the can all right it's not completely filled with liquid butane interesting so and and i can prove it to you we've got this tech lighter here and as you see it's it's got um it's filled right now up to about here yeah showing a little more than half yeah. yeah halfway up so what i'm gonna do is fill this lighter. Now, first of all, I would say to you, you, you don't have to buy my brand. We would encourage you to do that 
because we know we have the cleanest butane on the market. And the measure for good butane is not number of times refined, because if you use the same filter, you can refine it a hundred, you know, you can filter it a hundred times. But the refining process removes impurities, and impurities are nothing more than beads of oil in the butane. And it's those beads of oil that will clog the jets of a... Bu- of a, of a and the, and the, the one that starts with R that's out there at, at every gas station okay. and everything there. That, that, that particular one yeah. has 400 parts per million of impurities. This, Obviously. This can has... Everyone knows that. <laughs> this can has less than 20 parts per okay. million oh of it. Because goodness. that seems to yeah. always be the problem when somebody has a problem lighter on it. I ask them what kind of... Uh, butane are using, and they're using that one, and it seems to be greasy when it, when it, when it exactly comes out. Exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's no different. Um, butane quality to your jet lighter is like quality of fuel to your car. If you put diesel fuel in your gas engine, yeah, you're in trouble. You're in big trouble. Yeah. You've freezed up your car. If you put bad fuel in your jet lighter, you've frozen your lighter. Yeah. If you put high-octane fuel yeah. in your jet lighter, it's like putting high-octane jet fuel in your car. Okay. So... So, so you learned, if, you heard it here first. Put jet fuel in your car, you'll be all set. <laughs> <laughs> so if you think you have bad fuel in your lighter, you take a screwdriver, small eyeglass screwdriver, and you turn your lighter right side up and you push So the, the valve is pointing down. So the valve is pointing down, you push it, and the fuel comes out. And do that until all the fuel is out. All right, which you'd know if you had a window or if in this case right. with the tech you can right. see it. You can see it. However... If you think, if you just want to bleed it of the propellant, you turn it the other way so the propellant comes out first. So now right. it's upside down, your nozzle is on right. the top of it, and you're going to bleed it right. that way, and that's going to make it so that the gas doesn't leave, just propellant leaves. Just propellant leaves. But okay. first I'm going to follow your method, Jonathan. All right, you're going to and load that, is, that thing up. I'm not going to bleed it. I'm just going to fill it here, and I'm going to push down, and you see I'm pushing, and it's not filling, is it? Well, it's up to the line. It's, it does yeah, look like there's some space a little in bit. there. Yeah. All right. It went up a quarter of the way, but yeah. it won't go any further. So now I'm going to bleed this lighter, and I'm going to do so by holding it upside down. And you see all those bubbles? Oh, yeah, it's bubbling. Yeah. And you're and saying that what you're letting out right now is propellant. It's propellant. And I'm still holding. I mean, there's still because propellant. Because the, the liquid is still there. Oh, yeah. yeah. The liquid's, the liquid's not leaving. settling oh, yeah. right at the bottom. And it's still bubbling, yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, here's a, here's a crazy question. It's butane gas, yet it's liquid. Yes. All gas becomes viscous at certain temperatures and becomes viscous, a, viscous meaning becomes a liquid. Word. It's a liquid. <laughs> becomes a liquid. <laughs> you guys are the opposite of every cigar company out there. I mean, very high-tech. Uh, scientific. Scientific, yes. Well, we, we, we try to be pre- precise. Okay, so remember, it was halfway, and now it's still about halfway. I bled the lighter, yeah. and now I'm filling all oh, the way wow. to the very top. Goes all the way to the top. All right. Wow. I'll be bleeding right. my lighters from now on. That's impressive. All right. That is impressive. So that's that's that why. That filled right up. Yeah. Right, right to the top. Right up to the top. Immediately fast. And then, by the way, the next thing you do before you light it is you turn the valve down oh, really? because you've, you've changed low, you've, the pressure. You've got and, a lot of pressure in yeah, there Yeah, you've changed the pressure. And you hold on to it for a minute or two because warm it up. as the liquid expands, it cools. I'm sorry, as the gas expands, it cools, and you need to warm it up. So, So folks, I've actually done a complete 180 at this point, and I'm going to say it is vital that you bleed (laughs) your lighters. I'm I'm very impressed. I thought it was just hocus-pocus to sell more fuel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I want to leave 
when I leave for the day and I'm going to go somewhere and smoke a you know, cigar somewhere else, I'm going to be there, and most people aren't going to have a lighter and a cutter with them, and I end up lighting and cutting everybody's cigar that's going to be there. I want a full tank before I leave all sure. the time. You didn't waste any. I thought you actually emptied the tank up and then refill it, but all you did is empty the propellant or that's air right. that was left, you you didn't waste any fuel, and you just filled it to the top, and that's yeah. it. And I would encourage uh, everyone to do that. Every time they refill their lighter, bleed your lighter. Bleed it of, of propellant. Kurt Van Kempel from Zykar Cigars. Zykar Cigar Accessories. Light as cutters, humidification. You name it, they got it, and they're in every cigar retail shop across the country. Go to your brick-and-mortar retailers. Ask for Zykar. Lifetime guaranteed. Yes, sir. So awesome. thank you so much for thank joining you guys. us. It was uh, great he'll, pleasure. he'll be here for a little while more before he has to jump on the plane and go off to the next place. So if you get a chance to make your way down to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, meet Kurt, check out his stuff. Uh, it's here. And, and uh, he's willing to bleed your lighter for you and show you how to do it. We go. No he'll doubt. bleed for you. He'll do that. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Um, when we come back, it's 4th of July weekend, part one. We are going to light up the black bombs. Uh, we are going to show you how we're losing our rights at 4th of July, and I'll take a look in the asylum. Gentleman Break. Chuck Morrison and more. We will be back in minutes. You're listening to the Cigar Authority in the United Cigar Retailers uh, Radio keep, Network. Keep the flame of your lighter out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. Thank you. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. Two Guys Rock. With a billion choices, it's Another reason could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Two Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. Oh, what about 
It's not your grandfather's cigar. Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor in taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. This is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks, cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now he's used to big group, so make them feel like there's a crowd here. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Well, if you learned anything today, it won't be the truth. Light them if you got them. It is the 4th of July weekend. We're here live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, hour number two, celebrating our independence, the right 
the right we have to light up. We're going to take a look in the asylum. Old Far Freddy's back with us. We get Debonair with Chuck Morrison, and we are getting explosive cigars. What's going on? Chuck. I can't hear myself. Oh, all right. <laughs> I see all kinds of waving going on here. Trying to get his attention. Uh, yep. We have a, a Zykar event, Thank and uh, Kurt Van Kempel is here with us. Kurt likes two- the volume low. Yeah, he, uh, he likes it right. real low. And uh, I couldn't even hear myself. It's good. I wish I could have a little of not hearing you, but uh, that hasn't seemed to be happening. But that joke never gets old. No, it doesn't. Um, yeah, Kurt is here. He's uh, showing off his lighters and cutters and humidification, uh, his cigars. Everything's going on here. Uh, he shared with us uh, something as soon as we got off the air as we were talking about the bad fuel that's out there. And he says, one indicator to look at a can of fuel and decide if that can of fuel, and he wants us to use uh, Zycar fuel, of course. But one thing, if you're somewhere else and, and you don't see it and you need to put good fuel in your uh, lighter, is to find a can of butane gas that doesn't have a seam on the side of right. it. Right. Mm. If there is a seam on it, that is Korean fuel. And this is the one that is too oily, uh, does not filter out enough. It has that... a, a bad odor as you bleed the lighter. Right. That's another, another indicator. So if you see a seam on the side of it, you know that that can uh, was made uh, in a place that makes... Uh, you know, unrefined fuel. 90 parts per million, he said, on those, the, the ones with the seam, whereas the refined stuff is 20 parts per million. I think he and said 200 parts per million. Not on his, on the... On the bad on the, stuff. On the one that begins with the letter R. Yes. Right. That's 200, but yeah. on the oh. Korean side, it was 90 parts per million, and then the ultra-super good can, stuff... Can we just say is, don't use Ron? <laughs> I guess you said the R. I know, I, thought, I just felt whatever. But anyway, uh, you, you guys know what it is. Don't it's use the, Bronson. Right. Uh, or any unfiltered fuel. And, you know, look at the side of the can. There's, there's stuff out there uh, that you say, oh, my God, I get this big can and it's only three bucks or something. There's a reason for that. You know, you don't want to put your, your crappy uh, gasoline in your Porsche. It's okay to say. buy two buck chuck at Trader Joe's and drink the wine because in the end, wine is wine. And it, it does what it does. If you like the taste, it's okay. Fuel for your lighter, on the other hand, it would be bad to go with the two-buck chuck. Yeah, and for a couple dollars more, you get the good stuff and your jet lighters especially. If you if you use an irregular flame lighter and stuff and, and the oilier stuff, even though it's not as good, is going to not have the same problem that's going to do on your right. jet lighter. Your jet lighter is going to actually freeze up and stop. He was telling me that lighters, you have to consider a lighter really to be like your car. There's there is an actual engine in there, a mixing of the fuel and air. And that's the beauty of the whole system for every lighter. Mm. Every lighter has intakes. You want to make sure you're not covering up the intake of your lighter, especially on a single jet. It's very okay. important. I have in my hand a pack of firecrackers. And uh, I have in my hand oh, okay. my script. Go. So you're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location this week in Seabrook. New Hampshire, a two-guy smoke shop. Yeah, we go. Uh, we are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you smoke along with us, and we hope that you are. Uh, catch us on the syndicated. Catch us syndicated on all seven radio stations currently picking us up on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network, or you can simply tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where there are way less problems. You push the button. It's over. It's rocking and rolling. You can watch us live, or you can catch the podcast on demand at any time. Or you simply find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it. And, of course, let's not forget about thecigarstation.com. Replaying our show on www.thecigarstation.com twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. Okay, here it is. Uh, 
the black bombs. This is a pack of firecrackers, five firecrackers. It says, hold in hand after lighting. The opposite of what a regular pack of firecrackers would say. This let, actually tells you to hold it in your hand. Let me awesome. guess. You wrote that. I did. Okay. It, it's supercharged. I'm, I'm the gimmicky. If, if I can put extra cheese on anything, I will. Yes. And uh, I do that on packaging and my cheeseburgers. That you do? You do. Double cheeseburger. I believe, cheese. I believe old Far Freddy has something to say about what goes on a double cheeseburger, actually, yeah? later today. Do, do we want to later today, or you want to go into that no, right now? No, we can, we can wait. <laughs> yeah, we'll we talk to, about the cigar. All right, we need to light up the cigar. So here's a pack of five. We put this in a uh, red packaging with a sticker up front that says Black Bombs. And there's a reason why what, what happened with the cigar. So let me, let me take the cigars out. And um, what's inside is what um, was supposed to be the... Uh, original firecracker and uh what we ended up getting when we uh got the samples you with me when the yeah. samples originally came in last year and the, the 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 issue sometimes when you're dealing with uh small manufacturers say in the dominican republic yep. is there is sometimes a language barrier <laughs> send us samples right sometimes comes out as run the entire production <laughs> God. so that's right. what ended up happening so here's what happened so i asked for the exact size I wanted, the exact wrapper color. Uh, here's some samples of the last version we had, and we want it similar to that. And let, let's try some samples. So uh, make a box. I said, make a box of cigars. You didn't uh, we, say make 300? No, I want 300 boxes of cigars, but make one first. Let's make sure it's exactly what I want so that I get, if I get one wrong, I got one wrong, and then I get 299 right. Yeah. So make a box. So we get the box in. They shipped the, us a box, and we look at it, and inside the box was this. It's black, where the other cigar was brown, and it's too thin compared to the thickness of the other right. cigar. Yeah. And it does not have an unfinished foot. So the wrapper color is wrong. Oh, yeah. The strength <laughs> was wrong. It's too strong. The strength was wrong, and the wrapper color, the strength, the size, the thickness of the cigar. So I got it in, never even smoked it, said, not even close. It's completely wrong. Here's what it is. And he says, oh, let me look through my notes. I said, better than your notes, open up the box of cigars I gave you. Mm. Look at it. Oh, it's open a little... it up for the first time. Right. Oh. <laughs> Notice the, the, the ring gauge of it. Yeah, I got to make it a little thicker, don't oh. I? Yes, you do. Uh, do you like the tail on the end of it? I said, yeah, the tail came out right. Uh, the wrapper color. Oh, you know, I used a better wrapper. I ended up using such and such. He says, wait till you taste the flavor. I said, it's wrong. Mm. It's not what it's going to be. It's wrong. Thank God you only made one box, right? He said, yes. I said, okay, <sighs> try it again. So he tries it again, and he sends it to me. And on the second shot, I said, you got it. That's perfect. That's exactly what we're looking for. Oh, good. Taste, the taste was there. The draw yeah. was there. Everything Everything's was Everything's good. I said, beautiful. Give me 300 of those. You got it. Nice. Well, I went down to Pro Cigar Festival um, February, March. Yep. And um, I said, uh, I'm going to stop by the factory. And, okay, come on down. I go by the factory. We shoot the baloney for a while. He says, uh, oh, you know, we're working on that other project you were talking about. You, let, let's go in and see uh, the rollers, and we go see that. And he says, uh, I have some samples for you to try. They're in the aging room of uh, uh, his big giant humidor that he has there. And we go in to look, look at it and try a sample. As I'm walking by, I see these little black cigars with the tails on them, and there's tons of them. There's a wall of them. And I look, and I walk over to it, and I actually pull the cigar out, and this is the cigar. And I go, what's this? 
Like, he goes, maybe he's making this for someone else, and you're yeah. going to have to kill him. Yeah. yeah. So I go, what's this? And he goes, those are the ones that came out wrong that you didn't want. I said, I thought we said we're only making one box. He said, that's all I made was one box. I made all the cigars, but I only made one box. What? What? Because that's what I said to him, only make one box. <laughs> so he only made one box, but he made all the cigars. He did a full run. He made all the cigars in one box, oh, one nice. wooden box, Come because that's on. what I said. And this is where the problem happens. Oh. Now, in the meantime, David's at Pro Cigar Festival dealing with the manufacturer, and up north, we have this box <laughs> in the back, and we're staring at it and staring at it, and finally, I look at the guys in the back, I go, yeah, you can have one. And they're all excited, they grab it. This is smoke the correct his, one. They, no, this no is, these are the wrong This one. is this one. They the one box they the sent me box. that is wrong. And but I'm looking at, oh my God, I'm looking at enough for 300 boxes. Oh. So because I, he made all the cigars. Oh. I smoke it, the two kids in the back, Eric and Matt smoke it, and it is awesome. So I get on Facebook. The only way to contact David when he's down there is to get through Facebook. Yeah. Phone calls don't work, texting doesn't work. Yeah. You know, he gets back, his 300 texts come in. So I say, find out about this blend. If there's something going on here, it's awesome. If you get a chance, if they have any extras down there, smoke it. And he sends back any extras. extras. Yeah. They did the whole bleeping run. Yeah. I'm like, perfect. Let's see what we can do. So I see them all. I said, what are, you, what are you doing with these? And he says, I don't know. And I said, well, you're not going to sell them to somebody else. He says, it's not your problem. I said, it is my problem. Because that shape with the tail on it, yeah. with the short format... You can't sell it to anybody else. And he said, well, I'll destroy them. And I said, well, you're not going to destroy them. You spent all the money on them. I said, I'll, I'll come up with something. We'll come up with some idea what to do with them. So I said, you know, they, it can't be the firecracker. This, it's black. It'll be the black bomb. I said, how about you got any uh, red paper over here? And we mess around with the red paper. I said, I'll get my designer to come make a sticker that'll go on the top. We'll put five in and it'll be a five pack, just like a pack of firecrackers would be. That's, it's, it's a pack yeah, of firecrackers, Yeah, looks like a pack right? of jumping jacks. Yeah. So, uh, they're all smiling. They like it. Uh, they're very happy that they... Uh, Don't have to destroy <laughs> yeah. 300 boxes worth of cigars. So I said, alright, we'll, we'll go with this. And what I'll do is when we sell a box of the firecrackers, I'll actually give them to somebody that buys a whole box. So I'm going to get rid of 300 packs because we got the 300 boxes that you're ready to ship, and we'll get rid of 300 packs. Um, somebody's going to want to taste it or whatever, so make me, I don't know, 1,000 packs of these. So we ended up selling all 300 boxes of um, firecrackers, and now we have whatever, maybe a few hundred more packs Left, so we have something for Fourth for of July anyway, yeah, because uh, all the um, firecrackers are sold. But this is the black bomb, which, in my opinion, is heavier. It is heavier, uh, it doesn't have the f- uh, finished foot, it's a thinner ring gauge than the other one. I'm gonna light it up. We're gonna use again, I'm gonna use the black label, um, flat flame. Fl- flat flame. Uh, this you know is what I love about this, this what? flat flame is when your cigar goes out and you have to go relight it, you don't have to really clean. The ash out, this flame, even though it's a jet flame, really acts like a soft flame, and it sneaks right in underneath, underneath yeah. Yeah. You can, the ash. Uh, like a pinpoint jet lighter. This is a, a flat, what do you want to call, when, you, when you're working on wood, chisel. Like a chisel. Like a wood plane almost? Yeah, it goes right underneath it. So yeah, it's I, very cool. I like it, a painted underneath. $100 lighter, but a nice $100 lighter. Right now. And obviously good fuel in it, hopefully. 
Uh, so, yeah. It's flavor is great, but the, the firecracker kind of kicked my butt. And yeah. this thing is. So back to, ba- some... back to back with firecrackers. So. I'm going to drink some coffee. Uh, so uh, we still didn't go through, you know, we got 5,000 cigars in the, of the packs that we ended up making. There's still more cigars to go. And we have uh, something else that's going to come out um, maybe late in the year or something that we'll do with, with the cigar uh, also. But when you have a problem, you've got to try to figure out what to do with it uh, and destroying um, a perfectly good cigar. Yeah. Thank well, that, God. That's how Kurt operates his business is he identifies the problem. Yeah, yeah. And then he comes up with the solution. Here, you've been presented with a problem, i.e. opportunity. And uh, you're making the best of it. So you're making mountains move. You are, man. You there we go. Making mountains move. Uh, oh, I don't know what I was going to say. So I'm sitting down and I'm talking to these guys, and I, I uh, oh, you're back to your story yeah. of yep. So I bring what is them, it hot? I bring it's uh, shit. Night. Don't get me distracted. Okay. So I I give them a cigar, and two things happen that let me know these guys listen to the radio show. One of them was I hand the guy a cigar, takes a cigar, and goes to put it in his mouth. Now I'm the only one with a cutter for a cigar night. So he goes to put it in his mouth. That's the way it is. They could have this. Right. And he stops, and he looks at me and smiles and says, I was almost the slobber cutter. Nice. Oh, he listens. Nice. Hit the bell, so man. So I, yeah. I hand him my cutter, and I wink at him, and he cuts the cigar. And then later on, someone brings up something about the show, and I say, Chuck this and Chuck that and blah, blah, blah. And they go, Chuck, wait. Is that the Making Mountains Move guy? Really? There we go. And I'm like, you really listen. Nice. They're like every week right on the podcast. Awesome. Sometimes so say hi to him. Give him a little shout out. I don't remember the name. I think it was Gary. Hi, Gary. <laughs> I don't remember the name, which is not very gentleman-like you at all. Yeah, I'm not sending notes either. No, you're not. Um, you know, this is um, Independence Day. It is uh, for our rights and freedoms and all that stuff. And right a mile down the street is Massachusetts. And Massachusetts has just raised taxes, $500 million tax increase. Oh $500 million tax increase. Uh, and the hike will start July 1st. Why not? So this Monday, taxes go up in Massachusetts, $500 million, And you know what they, they go up on? They must go up on everybody, right? It's a big number, $500 million. So you have to tax everybody to share the burden of $500 million. You would hope. You would hope. But they are going to hit most people with gasoline. So they'll nail everybody with gasoline, but also cigarettes and cigars. Because we are the perfect people to hit. What are you going to do? Easy target. So they're hitting cigars and cigarettes once again. Now, those that don't know... um, I started my uh, cigar business in 1985 in Massachusetts, where we built up over many years and a lot of hard work and energy into opening um, three retail shops in the Boston area. And in 1995, after 10 years in business, Massachusetts said, we are going to tax cigars. And I said, geez, it's, you know, you'll kill us if you end up taxing cigars. Uh, please don't do it. And we fought and fought and fought for it not to happen. And they were looking for 30% tax. And they said, how about if we negotiate down with you and we go to 15? And I said, listen, if you put a tax on cigars, I have to flee. I'll shut all the stores down. I'll go over the border because that's where all the business is going to go. I'll go over the border and leave the state. And um, unfortunately or fortunately, um, the Boston Globe heard this um, threat that I was making, and uh, I made the front page of the Boston Globe, 
Usually you have to kill somebody to get above the fold in the Boston Globe. You can't uh, buy that kind of advertising. No, you can't. No. But and yours is that you're threatening to leave. It's right. a great business decision. Right there. <laughs> and uh, it came out on the paper, and uh, the tax happened. So uh, they it, same uh, in 1995, July 1st was the date. I remember it oh so well. July 1st, the tax was going to go from 0 to 15%, and we moved the day before. We took every single product out. We crossed the border with it. Therefore, it could not be taxed because it was going to be a floor tax immediately due on that product. You see that I carry a, a, a large inventory of products, so uh, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to pay 15% on that. That took me 10 years to build. I couldn't pay the 15%. It was a threat. But it was a necessity. I have to leave. Not I want to leave. I have to leave. Um, now they are going. Uh, what ended up happening was Massachusetts uh, thought they were going to make $3 million. Look at now. I'm talking $500 million. They were looking for $3 million in cigar tax to fund uh, some children's thing, uh, which I said, it's not going to go to the children. It's going to go into the general fund. Uh, you're not going to get what you think you're going to go because I'm going to personally make sure that doesn't happen. I'm moving over the border myself, and I'm going to take every one of my customers with me. Even the other cigar retailers in there were actually happy to see us go uh, because they were going to get uh, whatever we left behind. Or so they thought. You know? Or so they thought <laughs> so they because thought. Uh, not only was I going to take my customers with me, unfortunately, and I, not something I'm uh, looking to do, but unfortunately, their customers were going to go also because that's what I was afraid was going to happen to me. I was going to lose my customers. So we move over the border, and our business immediately grows from what it already was wow. 30 miles north of Boston. It grows even above where we were, where we left off. We're in a whole new state. But the customers are going to go because of the taxation yeah. that happens. So uh, fast forward another five years or so, uh, Massachusetts did not get the $3 million they expected to get. Actually, they got less than half of that. So what should they do? They decide to double the tax from 15 to 30%. Wow. Because that will make them twice as much money, right? No. What, what, what ended up happening is more people fled. If they were holding off and say, well, 15%, I'll eat it because of the, the price of gas and things like that. So, no, the people ended up uh, coming in droves at that point, and we ended up buying the big building across the street, Apple Computer. Yeah. 8,000 square foot, the largest retail cigar shop in the world. We end up creating that because of Massachusetts going from 15 to 30%. Mm. Listen. Thank you, I'm, Massachusetts. Yeah, really. I'm not out to take from other retailers. Yeah. We have a good business. There's enough business out here for everybody. I don't want people to f flood their brick-and-mortar stores by any means and come across the border and stuff. But now you're talking 30%. That's real money to the working guy. 30%. $100 boxes of gas, 30%. But add on to that, Massachusetts has a 6 and a quarter percent sales tax. sales tax compounded, which is why we threw the, the, the tea in the ocean. This is what, what the yeah. Tea Party thing was all about. Double taxation. Double taxation without representation, right? There's double taxation happening here. Actually, it's triple taxation yeah. because you got S-chip federally coming into the United States as the tobacco comes in there at 50 cents per cigar. Then you've got tax compounded at 30% uh, of the wholesale price coming in there. Added on to that, compounded again, is 6.25% sales tax on there. You're looking at 50% tax Easy. that's on that product at that point. Well, 
Massachusetts, in their wisdom, once again has announced Monday, July 1st, the tax is going from 30%, which they're not making enough money at, to 40%. Can you get blood from a stone? The same state that had the opportunity to reduce, sorry, to eliminate an income tax, voted for it. (sighs) I mean, Massachusetts, if you're listening. And you know what? I can't even just blame the legislators, all the the hacks in Massachusetts that have been, uh, uh, you know, Jobs with the state, with the free pensions and the and the uh, uh, health insurance and everything that they tax. get over there. That I can't just blame them. I blame them, but I can't just blame them. I gotta blame the people yep. of that state because they actually either vote against uh, a uh, no income tax or they don't vote at all. Right, but they vote to legalize pot. It just I don't know. So. Um, they're increasing the uh, gas tax. They're increasing cigarettes by a dollar a pack. Right now, we have uh, it will be three dollars and fifty one cents tax on a pack of cigarettes. Whew. Damn, man! There's more tax money. They're not even partners anymore. There's more tax money than there is. Profit. It's a crazy thing. And and you know, my threat to them is, you know what? If you think it's so bad, if smoking is so bad. You should outlaw it. Oh, no, no. We're not saying that. We're not going to outlaw yeah. anything. No, cash, we're not saying that. I said, no kidding, you're not. I don't say no kidding, but I'll say it on the radio. No kidding, you're not saying uh, you're going to outlaw it because this is your cash cow, baby. Oh, yeah. Because it turns you out. You want to see what the tipping scale is. How much can you possibly take and keep this there? I think you're tipping the scales, folks. And after I we think hear it's from happening. Old, 40% that's, of cigars. After we hear from Old Fire Freddy, we're going to hear that smoking is not. The cause of cancer. All right, so this is the opening anyway. Let me get off my soapbox for a second. <laughs> Would you please? You you're bringing me listen, down. Listen, it's Independence Day, and it's our right yeah. and privilege to be able to smoke. Uh, it's not a sin. They call it a sin tax. It is not a sin. And uh, I, I don't even want a sin. Right. This is not a sin. Murder, sin. So anyway, let's uh, go to the aging room. Let me relax and enjoy my black bomb right now. I'm going to the aging room. And in the aging room right now is our friend, Old Fod Freddy. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, there is very little loyalty. There are way too many rats walking around telling on everyone. In my day, we covered for each other. In fact, when I served this great nation in the Civil War as a sergeant and some of my privates messed up on my watch, I took it on the chin from the lieutenant and handled my privates very privately like a man. (laughs) Nowadays, churches hire companies to polish their pipe organs. In my day, we all took turns buffing up the old pipe organ at church. Sometimes, when the pollen count was through the roof, it would take more than one person to buff the organ, but the extra work always paid off, and real men don't mind a little extra organ work. Nowadays, when a man is loaded up with stuff for his wife, he dumps it everywhere with little to no respect for feng shui. In my day, big loads always went through the back door. This way, if the wife couldn't take it all, it didn't mess up the natural flow of energy around the house. We were private handling, organ buffing, backdoor loading men. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging room cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged 
some are not. The missus really hates those huge backdoor loads. (laughs) (laughs) Old Five Freddy is walking the line. He is walking the line. He may have crossed the line. I think he might have crossed it. He may have crossed that line. Oh, I'm going to have to have a talk with Freddy. Oh, my goodness. Uh, You know, I had a little uh, talk with uh, Dr. Mark Marcosi. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) What do we got going on here? Because you're mine. Oh, it's walking the the line. line. He's walking the line. Well played, Mr. Chuck. Well played. Uh, He's, you know, and... You know, I'm not even going to get into it. We're going to see it the next <laughs> week. We get we got a whole thing on uh, oral cancer, and uh, we've already... oh, because of the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue, Dave. <laughs> I, I think we'll we'll pass on this uh, for FCC reasons and other uh, things like that, and we'll pass on this story. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. You chicken. Maybe we will. You chicken. I think you went too far, but. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> old Fat Freddy, are you listening? I know you are. He's a, is he becoming a dirty old man? <laughs> Maybe it's, his nickname should be Dirty Old Fat Freddy. I don't know. I, I think uh, we go to. Uh, it's time for the social media segment. What do you say? All right. Social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars. Come on, baby. Uh, the cigar that was built on social media. It was built on social media. All Recluse cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balance. So try a Recluse cigar. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Right. Social media is not playing. We're not getting our Michael Jackson. All right. So anyway, we can go on without it because uh, I said what I had to say. So what I do is try to look at, at tweets during the week and see what the best tweets of the week were. Because they were built on social media. Let's look at social media and see what people are talking about, right? So, question uh, is, how f- close to the line do you walk now? I don't walk very close at all. <laughs> Chuck, though? Nothing, okay. man. I don't know why it's not playing. All right, anyway, so uh, one is, uh, uh, I can't help being lazy. It walks in my family. Huh? You follow that at all? So uh, I can't help being lazy. It walks in my family instead of it runs in my family. Uh, because you're lazy. Okay. It's no good if you actually have to explain. I guess truth. not. But looking at it, I thought it was pretty funny. Anyway, uh, n- another guy says, I'm at Walmart. I'm not buying anything here. I just, need, I just needed a reminder that there are bigger disasters than me. That's uh, if, if you 100% ever, true. Have you ever walked around Walmart late night? At all? I used to do my Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve, and uh, wow. Yeah, there's some things to be said there. Um, Have you ever seen an alien? I have, because I picked up five of them outside the Home Depot this morning to build my shed. Nice. I think that's how my friend John Sweeney got a shed built. There we go. And as far as I'm concerned, this was the number one tweet I saw all week. There is no number to what just happened in the bathroom. <laughs> There's a little poop humor. There's a little poop Nothing humor with that. And this segment is brought to you there by Recluse Cigars. Recluse rolled into bar the old Cuban way with an effortless and perfect draw. Recluse Cigars. There we go. So that's that. <clears throat> uh, done with that guy. Dr. S. Marcosi will get to his oral cancer next week. He's a doctor, though. He is a doctor. He's a doctor. So let's go to break. Okay. Okay, Chuck. We come back. Gentleman Chuck Morrison tells us how to be more debonair. We have news from the asylum. We are live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And 
Kurt Van Kempel from Zycar is here, and he's got all his goods for you to see, buy, and take advantage of. So come on down. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. Oh, yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up, but oh, yeah, they're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good. But the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid. But I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything. That's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. 
It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm -hmm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new well-balanced Equilibrium cigars. Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-bodied taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm-hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new, medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? You're incorrigible. Equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Yeah, we're walking the line. Fourth of July weekend, we're walking the line. Johnny Cash. I blame Freddie. Yeah, why not? So, uh... I want to give a shout-out, because my friend John, who put on Shed Night, is listening. He owns Disturbed Customs. If you ride motorcycles, choppers, dirt bikes, and you need custom parts made for it to make it even more badass than it already is, he's the guy. He does everything. What's it called? Disturbed Disturbed Customs. He, he will create the part. He'll come up with the plan for it. He does unbelievable work. He charges for it. Good. But well if worth had, it. If he has unbelievable uh, he's got He's got serious talent. Good. And serious talent. Creator. New Hampshire? New Hampshire. Yeah. Wyndham, New Hampshire. He won't let me give the address because he doesn't want 
any people showing up at his shed thing unless he invites Wait. them. So but how do they get a hold of him? You just Google disturbed customs? What that's is a it? good question. Disturbed what? Disturbed customs. Disturbed. I'm not even sure he's Googleable. I'm going to have to work on that with him. That would be a major business flaw if you can't get a hold of him, nor does he ever give his address because he doesn't want anywhere to go there. And he goes, well, business has been slow lately. <laughs> it hasn't been slow. No. But, but they, they uh, find you know him. what? If you find me, I'll put you in touch with him. All right. He'll put you in touch with him. You know what I want to mention? We want to be in touch with you. Ooh. The Cigar Authority, this is something new, wants to be in touch with you. So if you're listening right now, I'll tell you, we're going to try something uh, where we can send you text alerts and run contests uh, for people right on the fly. Um, so uh, we're dealing with this text company or whatever they are. And what you do is you text the word cigars to 96362. Text the word cigars to 96362. And on 4th of July, we'll pick a winner. So the people who are listening to the podcast, you can still do this now if you're not listening live. Yep. If you are listening live, um, Get your what's, that, your what's that number again? Yeah. 96362, and you text the word cigars. And you have the S, S on the end of the word for super duper pooper scooper. Right. So 96362, and then you text the word cigars. And on 4th of July, we do this shuffle thing, they said. Yeah. And one winner will pop up automatically. And next week, we'll tell you who that winner was. But you'll get a 5 5 packs. We call it a brick of. Nice. Black bombs. So nice. it's going to be 25 cigars. Uh, we're going to make sure we grab them today, put them aside, because they got, they're going to sell out uh, before 4th of July anyway. But you'll get five five-packs of these black bombs, and we can do stuff like this all the time and get instant results. But this is our first time, so we'll wait till the 4th of July to do it. But we could actually be doing it right live, and you then could. all of a sudden you'll see all the things <laughs> coming in. Uh, I don't know if it comes in on my phone when they do it or where it does. We'll... I have it pulled up in the computer in the back. All right, so you know how it does it. So once again, how do you do it? You get your phone, and the person you're texting to... Well, hang on a second, because you had trouble with this, so I'm going to explain in case there's anyone out there for you. Okay. When you open up the texting thing on your phone, you can type numbers in the top. Most people have their contacts built in already, Right. but if you don't already have it built in, you you type in the actual numbers, 93C... 96362. 96362. Right in the top, right in that where you'd normally put the phone number. Then you drop down into the the message section and you type in cigars with an S. Cigars. Yeah. C-I-G-A-R-S. And we don't need any information from you or who you are or anything like that because you'll only be contacted if you win. You'll get a text message on the 4th of July which that's going to say you won. And you have to now at that point tell us where you want us to send right. uh, what you won. And we won't, we won't say your last name on the radio if you don't want us to. We'll yeah. just use your first name or uh, pseudonym. Or whatever. Or, you you know, we're going to be at that point talking back and forth to you to say, all right, blah, blah, blah. And you say, you know what, I don't want to be known at all. And, you know, just say it's Jim from Wisconsin or whatever. And that's what will happen if you want to say, no, I'm this person and I want everyone to know I won. Uh, come over for a cigar with me. Beautiful. Uh, so once again, 96362. Uh, and type in the word cigars. And that's what it'll be all the time. So once you've done this once, anytime a contest, and maybe it'll be an instant contest or something, and you'll have to answer the question or whatever, we're going to play around with this thing and see how it works yeah. anyway. Um, that's how it'll happen. Okay, Chuck? Yeah. We're getting that? all like. 
tech savvy and stuff. Nine six three six two. The word cigars pluralized. Yeah, that is it. Uh, okay, so uh, are you debonair, Chuck? Are you debonair, debonair enough, baby. right? You feeling good? Let's do it, baby. It's that time to enjoy life to its fullest. It's important to be a gentleman. And that's what we have to do, clean up our act and be more gentleman-like. Old how Fart to, Freddy. Yeah, unlike Old Fart Freddy. How to be a gentleman, how to be more debonair uh, is Mr. Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? Compared to Old Fart Freddy, everyone's a gentleman. You wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? Gentleman's Way brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Gentlemen, I have to give accolades and, uh, and just recognition to a true gentleman out there. I received a note today, and I had a long script. We'll save it for next week for part two. But uh, this is just real time, and when you acknowledge a gentleman and a gentleman activity, a gentleman behavior, I believe that that deserves recognition, accolade, if you will. So I received a note from a one um, Bobby Newman. Okay. Did not have to do this at all. We've had him on the show. He's a friend of the show. He's an advertiser. Sure. But he did not have to do this. He sent me a note. Okay, now it's typed out, and this is an important point. I want to talk about follow-up for a second. I'm not going to read the entire note here. It basically says, Dear Chuck, please forgive me. This is the important part right here. For not handwriting this note, but I wanted to get this out in a hurry. Plus, I write like a physician, and you could not read my writing anyways. <laughs> Please find and close, and he was nice enough to, did not have to do this, uh, give a gift, whatever. Um, and he just wrote, blah, 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 uh, closing this for your, for your enjoyment. Sincerely, Bobby with his handwritten uh, signature there. Chuck, thank you, he wrote, with his own signature there. It's just an example, in my opinion, of someone going above and beyond the call of duty, not having to do this, was in a rush. And sometimes you might think, well, I want to send a personalized handwritten note. And you might not have that opportunity where you just want to type something out. You can acknowledge just the, the, the I don't know, the intention behind it by saying, you know, normally I would handwrite this, but I just want to get this out to you. For me, that just spoke miles about what his character is, who, uh, what type of person this is. Yeah, yeah. You know, and here you, I am. Just you a, know it's true. And I know it's yeah. true. I'm just a producer of a radio show, just doing my job, just doing my duty. But he came out afterwards, thanked me for the opportunity, and just, you guys are doing a great job. I know all the work that you're putting into it. Again, he did not have to do that. Yes. Sends me, this is the owner of the company. Right. I mean, goosebumps. Yeah. I was just so impressed by that, and... If you're listening, Bobby, thanks for your support. Thanks for the uh, for the gestures, for the gifts. I mean, unnecessary. A true gentleman. True gentleman. Yeah, so the, Newman, the whole Newman family, from their children all the way up to their father. And I, I never met uh, Julius Caesar Newman, the guy that started, but I'm sure this is how he brought his family up from the get-go. It's obvious. And if you look at Dawson, I mean, just the, the gentleman that he's becoming 18 himself. 19-year-old kid. Right? I mean, it's not by accident. Right. It's not by accident. And, so, and a lost art. So we have to become more gentlemen. It's a standout. It's so easy to stand oh. out from the crowd if you if you act more like a gentleman. Absolutely. So my message to our listeners, if you're listening, if you if you want to go above and beyond the call of duty, if you encounter someone, maybe a professional setting, maybe just a casual setting, we're here hanging out on the 4th of July, you meet someone and they provide you with an awesome barbecue or whatever it might be and you want to extend your thanks, don't just, you know, maybe send a text or a phone call. Send them a letter. You know, it doesn't have to be handwritten, but just say thank you and you're appreciated. You're going to be remembered. You're going to stand out. You will be a gentleman. Absolutely. Question is, are you debonair enough? I think so. I think so. There we go. Good day, so, sir. Uh, <laughs> I said good day. <laughs> 
I did it. I had a movie line. <laughs> there we go. I have no idea what it's from, though. All right. It doesn't matter. Anything? Uh, no. No idea. Willy Wonka. Oh, really? Ed pulled that out. Really? Hey. You're good, Ed. You're good. <laughs> you. You're good, you. 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 <laughs> Fourth uh, of July weekend part one. We're going to do it again next week. Also, I don't know where we're going to go, but uh, we have been bumped on some of the stations uh, to a later later time schedule for today. Some of us are picking us up live, but certainly those are on the uh, the video uh, feed are on there. If you're listening on the CigarAuthority.com, listen live. You are listening live. Oh yeah, as it's going on. The animals on live. Uh, Fifteen ten yeah. in Boston's on live. And okay. SMN in uh, New Hampshire. All right. So, so we uh, drop four. <laughs> but uh, that stuff happens. What you it's do? insane. It's insane. It is insane for these things to happen. Speaking of insanity, um, the the um, asylum, the football player. Oh, Aaron Hernandez. Have you been following last week? Dave and Mr. Jonathan are not big sports fans. That that's known. We myself. are not sports fans at all. At all. <laughs> at all. I mean, Aaron. Yes, you'd have to be on the, living under a rock now not to pick this up. Right. How about Tom Brady? Tom who? You yeah. know. So yeah. that that's them in a nutshell. But last week, uh, before after the show, I asked him, if, "Guys, you've been following this Aaron Hernandez case." Now, to Dave's uh, Dave's credit here, you've been traveling like yeah, a yeah. madman all across the country, and I know you're not much of a news watcher. Yeah, yeah. I know it's on the stores a lot, but this is a national news story. It is now. So sure. now I'm hoping that. Another week has passed. Yeah, yeah. There's been more evidence. I predict this man he is gets not. Off. This this man is not a gentleman <laughs> by any means. No. And you know what? They knew it going in. Yeah, the Patriots knew it going in that there was problems with this guy to begin with. I don't think they realized to the extreme. Yeah. you know, a couple double murders and stuff like that. It's not, not good for the team. But he already got fired anyway, and, right? Yeah, and the thing about the Patriots organization, what they're notorious for, is having that reputation of taking in troubled athletes, right? People with a troubled background, violence, drugs, gangs, whatever it might be. And for whatever reason, just surra- you know, rising tides raise all ships, right? Surrounding yourself with great le- leadership, great expectations, that somehow people transform. It happened with Randy. Moss, Brian Cox, uh, Rodney Harris, and other athletes, Dave and Mr. Jonathan, who you probably don't know, but came here with reputations of just being bad guys and completely transformed and turned into role models, for lack of a better word. So Hernandez, you know, he's very talented. He was the number one high school athlete for tight end, number one college tight end, and he drops to the fourth round. It'd be like the cigar of the year being ranked 50. Right. You know, and you're like, why is that? But the Patriots took a risk. They, they drafted him in that fourth round where he dropped, and he dropped that low because of his reputation. Guns, drugs, violence. But, again, with the other troubled makers, they thought they could change him. In his first two years, he was amazing as an athlete, and he seemed, he seemed to have changed his ways. So much so that the Patriots offered him a $40 million contract. Oh, my God. Which now is completely trashed. The Patriots immediately just released him. The NFL doesn't even have his information on their website. They won't even acknowledge him as a player. You can't look him up and find the statistics. He's sitting in uh, a county right now, county jail, without bail, being investigated for murder, five uh, weapons charges, and now there's other investigations for a double homicide in 2012 in South Boston. Do we have to say allegedly? Are we in trouble if we don't say that? I mean, <laughs> guy, I, I, don't, I, I, can't, I, don't, I, I can't defend him. I just, there's too much evidence from text messages, cell phone tower reports, surveillance cameras. The guy destroyed his cell phone, destroyed his home security system, just reeking of guilt. You talk about being insane. I mean, this guy just threw his life away. And... Uh She's Dave speechless. No, <laughs> it, it, it's ridiculous. And you know what? He, we don't have the chair, so it's not like he's going to get executed no. or anything like that. Uh, you know where he belongs? In an asylum. 
because yes. he's got to be crazy enough to go do something like that, $40 million contract. <sighs> and what is he doing? Just sit there and fold your hands and be happy. Totally. $40 million. What, what's he out there doing? For what reason? Yeah, and apparently the motive is because uh, his friend dis, uh, disrespected him. Because his friend who... Uh, you know, can't be a good friend to begin with, hanging around with a guy like that. Yeah. So oh. that that's uh, peas in a pod, right? They yeah. Hang together or whatever. Surround yourself with good people, I say. I say the same. And that's it. So are you ready for the insane asylum? If that wasn't insane enough, Mr. Jonathan? They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories, too insane to be true, but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners, truly flavorful medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80. That's right. That's Asylum. The Democratic governor of Oregon issued a blanket reprieve to all 36 prisoners on death row in November, saying he would allow no more executions on his watch because he believed the death penalty was morally wrong. That move came just a month before the scheduled execution of one inmate who had been convicted of killing his girlfriend's mother in 1981. He and another prisoner were later convicted of the 2003 killing of another inmate while the inmate was serving his sentence for the first murder. The inmate argued, in court, that he did not want to live in limbo under the indefinite and impermanent reprieve, and a lower court ruled that he could reject the reprieve, but the state's highest court overturned that decision, denying him his own conviction. That's insane. That's crazy. Asylum. He brought to you by to be Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. <laughs> Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane... Six by eighty. That's insane. That's asylum. So we'll pay for his food. We'll we'll pay to keep him. He wanted to be executed. He petitioned the court to allow himself to reject the reprieve and be executed. He wanted to die. And they overturned it and said, No, you cannot you cannot fight to have your own execution. Ridiculous. So we we taxpayers are gonna pay for this guy forever. You know he's going to live can, forever. Can you accidentally leave a, uh, a, a, a some rope or something in his room or something like that? Let him have his belt and his shoelaces. Yeah. Right. Turn and your let, back. And let him finish himself off. The guy's uh, obviously insane. He's killed two people now for sure. Yep. And there's no no one's going to mess with him in prison anyways. I mean, he's serving a double sentence at this point. He has nothing to live for. Right. He's going to try. He'll, he'll kill more people. People are going to leave him alone. He's going to live forever. Mm. Whoever he kills, the next person he kills should be on their on their conscience. Yeah. Because whatever he does at this point. Yeah. Now, this football player, he can't get executed, right? Not if in he's found guilty, no. Not, there's no death sentence in Massachusetts. So, so when, when he goes to we'll prison, if he goes to prison, first off, we pay for everything he does. And then if he kills another person while he's there, because now at this point, he doesn't get the $40 million. He doesn't pass go. He doesn't collect the money. What about pass money that he got? They must have gave him signing bonuses. Oh, yeah. All kinds I mean, of, they, he'll get it, but not really because it's going to his high-profile uh, high defense team here, his lawyers. Yeah, yeah. I mean... All, this is what the problem is, too. The lawyers. Ugh. I don't know if I hate the lawyers more than the guy that committed the crime. Yeah. 
And their their argument is that it's all circumstantial and, uh, you know, doesn't hold any water. But, yeah. I mean, in today's technology, man, I mean, with cell phone tower tracking and whatnot and surveillance cameras, I mean, you drive by a 7-Eleven, you're going to be seen in that car. They can literally trace his steps from Dorchester to his home in Attleboro to the crime scene. You know, the, the, the victim sent the text message to his sister saying, um, did you see who I was with at, like, 3.33 in the morning? And then a second later, NFL, just so you know, at... 335 witnesses that worked at the industrial park heard gunshots. And then in that same time frame, you see this Nissan Altima, uh, whatever, whatever he had rented, pull out. You can see it on surveillance. And out gets Hernandez and three other guys. I mean, there we go. <laughs> there we go. So uh, this, the, the court here on the Cigar Authority says guilty. Yes. I, I say guilty. I think he gets off. Yeah. The judge said OJ that it's did. All circumstantial. OJ did right. for a while. For yeah. a while, then he does the next bad thing. So they eventually get him. What goes around comes around. Eventually, they're going to get him. I see a couple sugar packs over here. I see Mr. Jonathan not smoking cigars. We didn't get a flavor of the week. We didn't I... get a flavor of the week. He stopped smoking a long time ago. I didn't want to bring it up, <laughs> but I want to bring it up that he couldn't get through it. He was talking about what a man he was yesterday, uh, burning rubber or whatever the heck you were doing, <laughs> but uh, you can't get through them. It was just too much. You couldn't get through either of them. I got through the first one. Sort of. It's only yeah, sort of. It's only a three-inch cigar, and you got two <laughs> inches left. So you got an inch of that. You got nothing. This is a, a full cigar here. You just can't do it. It's. It was just too I'm, much. I'm still smoking it. Yeah, I'm with I you, got buddy. it all the way. Yep. It's still going. It's even, strong. Even the sun shines on a dog's tushy some days. Wow. Really. I got extra ones here if you want. To, I'm good. If you want to uh, step I'm up good. like, like a man. You know man. what? The flavor. The flavor's there. It's good. It's not that it's a bad cigar. It's just. I had one of those nights. It, I get home at 1 o'clock in the morning. Every week we got to hear and then the I, violins are playing. Poor Mr. I just Jonathan get to sleep. hung out with his buddies yesterday, so of course he's exhausted. You had a day off yesterday, right? Day yeah. off. I've heard about it. I've actually never performed it myself, but I've heard <laughs> of these things. How are they? They're good. They're not too good because the next day you can't even smoke. You can't even sit and smoke. I mean, you're gone. Guilty. So. Guilty. Guilty. Uh, it is full-bodied. It is not my, to my liking at all. I mean, I'm not going to uh, – the show's over and this thing's going down. You know, that's it. Uh, but I'm going to get through, uh, you know, two hours. I smoked through two hours of uh, two, three-inch You cars. manned up for sure. As small as it is, it is burning slow. It certainly yeah. does. You this get a an, solid hour out of it. You get an hour out of a three-inch cigar. I mean, however they end up rolling this, but it's a bomb. It's, yeah, it's uh, packed. It says it's super packed with flavor. It it's packed with tobacco and it's packed with power. It's it's got the trinity. So the reason why the sugar packs, those that are listening and say, you know, I'm saying to him he's got sugar packs here. When you get that oozy feeling in your stomach, what you need to do I, is I was it, I was like starting to cold sweat. Yeah. My skin got clammy. I was ready to lose it. If I took another puff, I'd have been throwing up in the ashtray. So if you put a little sugar underneath your tongue, Immediately, that feeling, that oozy feeling goes away. Sugar goes... Uh, directly d- into your system. Yeah, directly into... Not just, um, you know, drink something or taste something. Put it underneath your tongue. It, it works. goes in real quick, yep. and it works. So uh, that's what we do as professionals at... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do at the IPCPR <laughs> trade show. We're going to smoke 50 cigars a day. Well, I'll wow. And strong <clears throat> stuff and mild stuff and everything in between. But let me tell you, I don't... You think, oh, no problem. It's going to be. It's a big problem. It's a big problem. You uh, bring a tongue scraper, bring extra toothbrushes, mouthwash, be packing. You're going to need it. And the next day, after you went through the most rough day, 50 cigars. Oh my God, I can't smoke another one. Cigar breakfast. 
Cigar dinner, cigar cocktails late at night. Barely get any sleep. You get up in the morning, and it's a cigar breakfast. Here you go again. And you have to. You're not smoking for enjoyment. You have to smoke them to the side. Are these cigars you're going to end up smoking? And then you wonder when I come back from these things, why did you bring so much stuff back? How much could I possibly smoke? How much could I smoke? And the stuff I, I did that I didn't order, we decided we weren't going to carry. We got to smoke the ones to realize what we're not going to carry. Don't look at the 20 new brands we took on and say, oh, you must have smoked those 20 brands. It's the 200 others that you didn't take. Yeah. So we're doing the work for you. So I'm thinking I just don't smoke at all through the whole thing. Take all the samples no. and then take my time later. No way. You're going to have to. You'll see. You'll see. Next week uh, is part two of the 4th of July. It'll be after the 4th of July, but some will call it the 4th of July weekend. And Is that going to get into the real cause of oral cancer next week? We will. Finally? We'll, we'll get into that, and we'll get into all the new cigars. I have the information in advance of all the new stuff coming out, except for the new Zycar. I couldn't pull it out of them. But we got a little time. I'm going to see what I can get from them. And next week, we'll tell you about all the new cigars and hopefully the information on the new Zycar products coming out. I hear they're doing something with a humidification system, some new high-tech thing with humidity. They did, right. it with, they did it with the cigar cutter. Can they do something to they humidity? They identified the problem. Yeah, there is a problem with humidity. People can't keep their cigars fresh because they're not adding water to the humidifier. Maybe this automatically adds water. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. That is the problem. So we'll get to that more. So more information coming your way. Uh, we'll give you the inside scoop next week. Um, for uh, Kurt Van Kempel. For Chuck Morrison, Mr. Jonathan, the folks in the studio, my name is David Garofalo. Thanks for listening this week on the Cigar Authority. We'll be here doing a Zycar event till 6 o'clock, so come on down to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook if you can. Uh, I'm David Garofalo. Thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority this week on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when your cigar is too strong to finish it, keep the ashy end out of your mouth. Morrison here for Desperado Cigars. You know, the economy is down, you hear it all the time, but what can you do about it? Well, not much if you ask me, but you can save a little scratch on your cigars if you're that desperate. Now, I'm no desperate man, but I can still enjoy a Desperado Cigar. In this economy, you can still find a cigar that you can cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. Desperado Cigars are imported from the fine Dominican Republic and priced for just about a dollar a smoke. Shoot, you can't beat that with a stick. They'll keep the bugs away and your old lady, too. Desperado Cigars. They taste fine and smoke well. Desperado Cigars. Lowest-priced national brand in the land. I'm Chuck Morrison for Desperado Cigars. Don't forget to turn off the lights. Try to save some money around here. You hear? tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. 
Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, Stogie. 